Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Ridgeview Church. We are so glad that you have joined us for worship this morning. My name is Joel Berry. I help out with Kids Zone here at Ridgeview Church. And Pastor Alex is out of state this week celebrating the retirement party for Pastor Harold Bullock, who is the founding pastor of Hope Church in Fort Worth, Texas. And we are so glad that Alex gets the opportunity to celebrate there in Texas today. And we here are going to be finishing the sermon series called Stand, looking at the book of Daniel and how God works through our circumstances and really helps us stand in various situations and opportunities in life. We're going to be looking at a story you may have heard about before, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, three guys that we're going to dig into in a little bit. But uh, this whole message series has been about standing. And, you know, if you're, if you're going through a difficult situation or a trial, standing can be a hard thing to feel like you even want to do. You may have a health situation going on that you're just not certain how it's going to turn out, or you may have work situation going on, finances, it could be uh, criticism from family, friends, boss, maybe yourself, just self-critical. There are all kinds of things that you may be in the middle of, uncertainties and just the unknown, that really are, are confusing and you're really wondering how you can stand in this and how you can get traction. And so before we jump into Daniel chapter 3 today, I want to look at the New Testament in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 7. Let's read this together and then we'll we'll get into um, the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So 1 Peter 1 7 says this, These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. So what we got going on here is that fire tests our faith, and that is good for our faith. But if you're like me, if you're in the middle of something where you're not sure how it's going to turn out yet, or things have just turned out poorly at this point, it's hard to say, oh, that's a great thing, love it. Bring me more of that, please. But what we're seeing in First Peter is that these trials actually do a good work. And if you can remember that in the middle of difficult situations, that God is working something that's far greater, and maybe you can actually look back in your life and say, you know, there's this time, this situation, I didn't know how it would work out, and I thought it would be terrible, and I hated going through it. But on this side of it, had I not gone through that, I wouldn't have experienced this and this and this and this. So we just don't know. But the good news is is that God knows, and in the middle of anything you're going through or I'm going through, we are not alone. And that, to me, is a tremendous encouragement. So before we jump into this story, let's give a quick little recap of King Nebuchadnezzar. You remember that name? King Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Babylon, and he went to Judah and conquered it, and he brought back a lot of their young men, people that he wanted to train and teach in his ways of life and living and everything. And so Daniel was one of those young men, and also Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Well, picking up in the story today, Nebuchadnezzar, who is just on top of the world, he's the king, he's got this great idea, he's going to build a 90-foot, he actually does have a 90-foot statue built, 9 feet wide, and he wants people to uh, worship it. That's his plan. So let's look together at uh, Daniel chapter 3, verses 4 through 6. Now, the herald shouts, and that's the uh, spokesman who's giving information, message from the king. Uh, When you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and other musical instruments, bow to the ground to worship King Nebuchadnezzar's gold statue. Anyone who refuses to obey will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. So, doesn't seem like you have many options in this situation with King Nebuchadnezzar. It's, uh, hey, I got a great new statue. I want everybody to see it. Oh, by the way, uh, you need to bow down to it when you hear the music. And if you don't, you get thrown into a burning 
fire. Fiery furnace. That's, that's the result for not bowing down. So you can imagine people were motivated to bow down to this statue. But there were these three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who, who realized, you know, as they heard this news, that this wasn't something that, you know, they were going to be able to do because they had already made up their mind. And that is an important thing for us to see as we go through trials in life. If you've made up your mind beforehand, I'm going to obey God and I'm going to trust God because I know he's not going to rip me off. That really affects how we go through trials when it's uncertain. I know this is uncertain, but what did God say? He's not going to rip me off. I can trust him. So I'm going to do things his way. You know, and that can be hard when we want to say things that we know aren't kind or helpful. We want to do things that we know aren't kind or helpful, or maybe they're selfish. Because in the moment, we think if we don't take care of ourselves, who's going to take care of us? But we'll see as we dig into the scripture, as we stand in faith during trials, God really, really does honor that. So let's look at Daniel chapter 3, verses 12 through 15. We're picking up the story where you know Nebuchadnezzar has had this announcement made, and now um, these men, uh, these young boys, men, have to make a decision. But there are some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you have put in charge of the province of Babylon. They pay no attention to you. Your majesty, they refuse to serve your gods and do not worship the gold statue you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. When they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or worship the gold statue I have set up? I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. But if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace." And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power? So the line has been drawn. Nebuchadnezzar is furious at these three men that they would not, that they would not even think of just bowing down. And they've got an opportunity here. They've got choices, right? They could be thinking, well, if God put us here to make a difference, we're not going to make much of a difference if we're dead. How can we get out of this? Because if he throws us in the fire, I mean, seems like a certain death, but uh, who knows, Right. So they didn't have that side of the story. They don't know how the story ends at this point. We do, and for us it's like, go guys, you're gonna, it's going to be great. But in the middle of it, just like in the middle of your trial or my trial, we don't know. Other than All we know is that God is good and He can be trusted. And so here they are with this choice to make. And I want to look at a few three, three big things about faith that we're going to see in Daniel chapter 3 today. So there's three qualities of standing in faith. The first one is this. Faith obeys God instead of following man. So, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are uh, presented with this opportunity, if you want to call it an opportunity, where Nebuchadnezzar says, I'm going to give you one more chance. If you don't do it, into the fire you go. And so, what is their response in verse 16? Let's look. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. Now, you know, they didn't... Uh, they didn't ask friends for advice. They didn't, uh, you know, do anything, you know, ask people on Facebook, what should I do? They didn't reach out to friends or family or just say, well, well what, what is, um, even pray, because they'd already made up their mind beforehand, you know what, there's only one thing to do and it's obey God. Obedience was the foundation of what they were going to do. And so they said, you know, we don't even need to um, defend ourselves in this matter. And like these guys, Satan will give you and I plenty of opportunities to compromise what we believe. 
and we have to be aware of it and on guard and really have our mind made up before we get into situations that, you know what, whatever happens here, I'm going to respond in a way in this meeting with this person, in this phone conversation with this person, in this relationship with my child. I'm going to respond in a way that reflects the kindness and the goodness of God. God, will you help me respond calmly? Will you respect, help me respond respectfully? Will you just give me the words to say and the wisdom not of what not to say in the moment? Right? It's before I go in, I'm willing to say, God, will you help me? I want to do it your way. And so they made up their minds. Uh, one of the second things that faith does here is if faith believes in spite of what it sees, things are going to be okay. Right? Well, I don't see that right now. How could that be? How could things be okay? This and this and this is going on in my life, and I, I don't see how this... But, but faith says it's going to be okay. And let's look on to verse 17 here. Their response, If we are thrown into the blazing furnace... The God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. I I like that they're still giving the king respect, you know, what to do him. Your majesty, I, you know, respectfully let you know that whatever you do, God's still going to take care of us. If you throw us in there, he will rescue us from your power. Um, That's the God we serve. So you can imagine Nebuchadnezzar, who's all excited. He's king. He gets what he wants. He's got this big statue. He's ready to do this thing. And he's got these three guys that are holding up his program that are really upsetting him, frustrating him, you know, challenging his authority on this. And uh, he's, now he's got a decision to make. You know, he's really like up the ante. He's like, I'm going to do this. And they said, go ahead. Go ahead and do it. We're not going to change our minds. So no matter what I see, my faith uh, says God is willing and able. Right? Whatever I see... My, my God is willing and able. I don't, I don't care what's in front of me. I know God is willing and God is able to help. He's, he's providing that for me. So we continue to look on to that. Uh, you know, and that could go for you. If you have a, you got a bad medical report, well, God is able to heal us. You have a bad relationship, God is able to restore it. You got a low bank account, God is able to provide. These things, God actually helps us in real situations. Now, sometimes things don't always turn out how we want And God still brings good out of it. He is always willing and he is always able. The third thing is faithful obedience is our responsibility. The outcome is God's. So again, these guys have decided we are going to be faithful. And that's one thing that you can do is be faithful. You can choose to be faithful. And I want to talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but I want to read this next verse, verse 18. Here's what they say uh, to the king. But even if God doesn't, We want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. So, they they made it very clear where they stood. And they said, you know, God will take care of us. And even if he doesn't protect us in this fire, we're not going to bow down to your gods. It was this decision that obedience to God, no matter what, was their choice. And so that's where they left it. And that's all that you and I can control is our decision. We can't control how God is going to work it out or how the other party is going to respond, but we control that. Henry Cloud, who is a speaker and an author, he said, uh, even if you say you're mowing your lawn, really what you have control of is you're pushing a mower. And if that mower breaks, then you've got, then you don't even have control over that and you've got to fix that, right? You've got to take it to a shop or whatever. But the idea there is sometimes we, we think we have more control over things than we do. 
And what do we have control over? What do I have control over? What do you have control over? Your faithfulness. You choose to stay faithful. You choose your response. You don't choose God's response. You don't choose anyone else's response. People are going to say and do whatever makes sense to them. We want to say and do what makes sense to God, humbly and rightly in obedience to Him. And that's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are doing here. They're saying, okay, we hear what your proposal is, and we're just telling you this is how it is. We're going to trust our God. He's going to take care of us. Even if He doesn't, we're not bowing down to your statue. So, let's continue on and see what happens. Verse, verses 24 and 25. So, here's what happened, actually. So, they got thrown into the fire. Uh, he had some of his biggest, strongest soldiers tie them up and throw them into the fire. Once these big, strong soldiers get to the fire, because Nebuchadnezzar was so mad, he says, I want it heated up seven times what it's usually heated up. Uh, his big, strong soldiers die throwing these guys into the fire. And then they get into the fire, and then we'll pick up in verses 24 and 25 uh, right now. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. My, how quickly things have changed. A few verses before, the king of Babylon, who had a statue made and had everyone bowing down to him, almost everyone, is now standing in front of a fire, seeing four people walk around in a fire that just killed his, some of his strongest men. And one of them looks like the Son of God. In the midst of their fire, God met them and protected them. Do you know how much of the fire Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego felt? None. They didn't feel it. They got up. They walked around. They were saved. Pretty amazing, right? So we're, we're talking about a king who is uh, just so obstinate and he's so sure that uh, he is the best thing ever and his ideas are the best thing ever and everyone's going to bow to this king and, and, and bow to the statue and do what he says. And now we've got uh, this situation that he's watching before his eyes. Wait, there's four guys. One looks like the son of God. Nobody's hurt. I mean, this was my big punishment. So let's see how the king's tune changes in the second part of verse 27. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. So they wouldn't burn. They wouldn't uh, be touched by the fire. They didn't even smell like the fire. It's kind of like you went through those things. I can't even tell you went through that difficulty because God was with you, and he protected you through it. So these guys are coming out, I don't want to say literally smelling like roses, but they weren't smelling like fire. And they were alive and they were intact and there was no explanation besides the hand of God. So, what does Nebuchadnezzar think? Is he going to double down and like heat the fire to 14 times its normal thing? Well, verse 28 says this, Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own. So at the end here, after this trial, the king of Babylon is praising the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
Did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego change Nebuchadnezzar's heart and mind? No, because they can't do that. What can they control? Their faithfulness, their response. They said, we are going to obey. And God chose to honor their obedience by changing the heart of the king of Babylon. So you and I, we just don't know as we walk in faith each day in, in front of our children, in front of our coworkers, in front of our family, in front of our friends, how our faithfulness and obedience God uses to impact the way they think, the way they see things, and the questions they may ask about this God that you and I serve. So I want to encourage you as we've dug in and we're continuing to look here at Daniel chapter 3, think through how you can be faithful in the little things, in the, in the responsibilities, in the stewardships that God has given you. Because of that, uh, He really honors and blesses uh, that. And we see, we see a king's heart being changed in these, in these examples here. So King Nebuchadnezzar, it's just amazing, from the beginning of chapter 3 to the end, um, an entire kingdom, the leader of the kingdom, has completely switched you know, his perspective. And it was because of faithful obedience of these three men of doing this. And, and we, I want to give you a quick example of how quickly things can change. Um, obviously, we see this example in the Bible. Uh, because sometimes when you're in the middle of a trial, you think, how much longer, God? How much longer? And that's up to God. But as we walk with Him through it, there's help and there's peace and we're protected. And then He can change things as quick or as slow as He wants to. I love this verse in John chapter 6, verse 21. I want to share it with you now. Uh, this is the disciples, talking about the disciples um, seeing Jesus walk on the water. They were willing, therefore, to receive Him into the boat. And immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. That's in John six twenty one. I love this picture. They're on the Sea of Galilee. They're in a boat. Jesus had sent them on ahead because he was on shore. It had been a big day of ministry. And they see uh, Jesus coming in the water, and they're scared. And anyways, they have a long way to go, you know, to get to shore. They invite him in the boat, and immediately the boat is where they're going. And, and this picture is, to me, is as you and I invite Jesus into our life and say, we need your help. We need you along with me, uh, with us in our journey. We find ourselves maybe getting there quicker than you would imagine. Like that, they couldn't have, they couldn't have explained that scientifically at all in that time. How do we? How does he get in the boat and immediately we're at the other shore? Uh, that's because um, Jesus, just like the appearance of God in the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, this is supernatural. God does these things in our lives, and sometimes you think this trial will never end, but invite Jesus. Ask for His help. Ask for His peace. Ask for His strength. It may be a certain way of handling things, and all of a sudden you realize, wow, I'm, I'm right where I need to be now, because He makes up that time. He makes up that time, and He's gracious to love us through these things. So as you encounter struggles and trials and concerns and situations in your life, I just want to encourage you to review back in Daniel chapter 3, and see how God is faithful, and God uses just humble, simple obedience from you and I to really bless our own lives and also bless the lives of those around us as God accomplishes His mission and His work through us. So, as I wrap up today, I want to present to you 
three next steps that you may want to take uh, as we as you look on what you can be doing this next week in, in growing your relationship with God. So the first one is choose faith in a specific situation you are facing this week. So you may be going through something or just dealing with something, and you've been trying to do it on your own. You've been trying to lean on your own understanding and rationalize and figure out, and maybe you haven't even asked for counsel or prayer from other friends or family, and maybe you, you haven't chosen to trust God at all in the middle of it, and I'm just encouraging you, choose faith that the God who protected Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego um, from the fire will help you and will meet you in the middle of your situation and really give you what you need in the middle of it. So that may be your, your next step. The other one is to decide to follow Christ for the first time. This doesn't work on our own. This isn't uh, positive thinking. This isn't believing in your heart, following your dreams. This is believing in a real man, Jesus Christ, who restored our relationship with God through his death and resurrection. And because of that, uh, we can have a relationship with God and we have access to the most powerful one in the universe. And he wants to meet us where we are and he loves us. And if you have never made Jesus boss and said, you know what, I'm not perfect. I've blown it. I need forgiveness. And I know you are the only perfect sacrifice to restore my relationship with God. Will you come into my life and and save me? Jesus will do that. And you can have a relationship with God. Uh, Blessing in this life and also in the life to come that God is with you and he will never leave you or forsake you. So that may be your next step today. And then finally, the third one here is invite someone to church next week. We'll be starting a new message series and it's a good opportunity to invite someone to come out to the park or to an online service to go ahead and be a part and meet people here at Ridgeview and hear what the Word of God says, how it could apply to their life. So maybe think through Pray through people that you could be inviting this week. We are so glad that you have joined us for worship this morning. I hope this has been a help to you. Will you uh, pray with me as we wrap up? Dear God, we are so grateful for the truth of your word. We are thankful for the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, of their faithfulness, of their obedience, of their decision to stand in faith uh, no matter what. And we thank you, God, for how you met their needs and brought tremendous blessing because of their faithfulness. Help us this week as we look at uh, situations we're facing. May we trust you. May we be faithful. May we not turn to the right or the left, but completely put our faith in you and continue to see how you work and you grow in our lives and in our church. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.